Hey guys, welcome back to Not Just a Hashtag. I am your host, Nicole Escobar, and I'm here with mental health counselor, Kristen Torres. Hey, Kristen, how are you? Hey, Nicole, good. So good to see you. Good to um, see you too. Um, yeah, I just wanted to mention, I know that we don't say it every time, but I think it's just important just to acknowledge that, you know, that um, in these podcasts, like our purpose is definitely educational. It's not advice. And the reason I, I think that's important to say is because we don't know, we're not there with you and we don't know everyone's personal you know, story. So it's different when you're working with um, a therapist or like when you're working with someone like me um, directly, then obviously I'm going to, you know, know all the nuances that you share with me about your story. But um, so this, you know, these podcasts are definitely educational. It does not replace the, um, the advice from your doctor or therapist because they're actually in your lives and in your story. So, but we do hope they're, they're encouraging and, and helpful and, and that you, it may even encourage you to reach out for more help too, if um, you know. If, if needed. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Good, good advice and definitely a good point to make. Yeah. So awesome. Um, I just want to remind everyone that this is a two part series. Uh, we are in episode two and we are talking about the different stages of healing. We also want to remind everyone that these stages are not meant to be looked at as one, two, three. And, you know, it's, it's, you're gonna, you're gonna flow in and out of different stages at different times of your life. I know that I've mentioned this on this podcast before, but, you know, big things that happen in your life, like monumental things, like me getting married, me trying to have a baby and certain things like that have sparked different emotions and have reignited things in my life that I thought were put to rest or I would say the different stages in my life. And I thought I was in one stage. I thought I was, sort of healed and um, put this to rest. And then I get married and I realize I still have a lot more to go. So um, I actually received a couple emails from people just being super encouraging and sharing that they've been listening and that they love the new format and that they were so proud of themselves because they had gotten to the last step of our last episode. And I just wanted to encourage them to keep listening one, but also that it wasn't really a step-by-step process, but that it was so awesome, their progress that they have been made. Like it's not to downplay that at all. I know Kristen, you wanted to mention something about that. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, I think the encouragement is keep on going, keep on going. And I think um, and what we mean by that, just like Nicole was saying, it's, it isn't um, step by step, like, okay, I've completed these five steps, and I'm officially done. And that's because I think I acknowledged this last time, we're human, right? So all of these emotions and um, uh, responses to trauma and experiences of trauma, um, it can be complicated and intertwined with lots of different things. So just like you were acknowledging, Nicole, which I thought was so good, was through going through different stages of your own life, as much as you have dealt with so much and gone through so much healing yourself, certain things kind of come back up. Right. And so that happens, that is normal. And I think what can happen when that does happen is sometimes it throws us off because we think, wait, I've worked through this thing in my life. I've worked through this part of it and so forth. And I thought I had healing or I thought it was done. Um, It does not mean that you didn't go through healing before. It doesn't mean that, um, something is wrong or you did something wrong. A lot of times it's a, what I see it as is a deeper level of healing because mm. sometimes we can only go so far because that's, that's where we're at too. Yeah. Right. 
and it feels like, okay, I'm, I'm done or, or my process is done or whatever, but that may just be, that's where you're at. And so when you're in a different stage in life or something else comes along, comes up for you, um, you know, like you were talking about, like getting married about, you know, trying to have a baby or having a baby or any, anything like those big, big life things. Um, it's really natural that some, uh, some uh, new levels of healing or some new challenges come up that you have to kind of, that you have the opportunity to look at and kind of work through or talk through. And I think the Lord wants to take you someplace deeper. That's the cool thing. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. The book that we use at Trees of Hope called Shelter from the Storm, I'm having to go through it again because we're making new videos for it. And I'm telling you every time, because now it's been like, I've probably read through it like one time a year since 2014, even if it's just briefly, or I try to use it as like talking points for either the podcast or whatever. But it's like, it's sort of, I, I hate to compare it to the Bible, but you know how with the Bible, sometimes you'll read a certain section and you're like, wow, I never knew that was there. Um, sure. That's like a whole new thing. Then it's similar to this, where I will be reading something and it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like a whole new enlightenment comes over me. And I'm like, wow, that's what that meant. And oh my gosh, and I get it now. And oh my gosh, that's how I can apply this. But it's like, you know, it, it, I think there was a saying one time that like when you have a picture in your face and you're looking at it super close, you don't really understand the whole picture. But when you pull it back, you can kind of see the picture better. And that's sort of how this is, is that, you know, you can you can get a bigger understanding of what's going on when you've had some time to walk through it more. Yeah. And, you know, specifically for me, it's like I'm constantly in this and you would think I would get things much quicker, but it takes me a minute. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure hard. a lot of people understand that. I Absolutely. I'm the same way, actually. And um, that's okay. That is okay. Because a lot of times it's, I just think it's, there's opportunity for more depth is what yeah. it is. I know it's fun you guys listen I know I wish sometimes life were just a matter of life hacks but right like can everything in life just be a life hack like oh do this way to like shortcut it or make it simpler or this little tip right like um anyways I, I just think that's such a human thing to do or like I found the ultimate skincare that's going to solve every problem right it just even as something as silly as that but I just don't know that that exists on earth perfection no it doesn't and you know what? It makes you, if it was the life hack, you wouldn't depend on Jesus. You wouldn't depend on yeah. his need for grace, for hope, for understanding, for wisdom yeah. and all those things. So, yeah. and it's also a way to look at it where I wasn't in the headspace to understand things like that. And that's God's grace too, of yeah. not just being like, okay, here it all is. And you should get this now, you know, like he's a gentleman and he says, one thing at a time. Amen. We don't need to handle it all at the at this moment. So true. And thank God for that. I think that's too much. I think sometimes we think that that would be great, but I, I don't. I think the Lord knows a whole lot better. His ways are not our, our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So, Yeah, very true. Okay, so we are going to get into this, which is uh, today we are talking about the last steps of the um, healing stages. And the last one that we ended on was understanding that it wasn't the victim's fault. 
So we are now going on to making contact with the child from within. And I am absolutely fascinated with this whole inner child healing thing. I haven't necessarily like died. Like I haven't dove deep into it because it's, it feels very like uh, big to me and broad of so many different things that could happen here of like, but I think the main thing that really gets me excited about when thinking about that inner child is being able to release that inner child from so much responsibility and pain and giving that inner child some hope, which in turn should give, should release you as an adult of the pain that you have taken with you since the time of your abuse, if you were sexually abused as a child. Can you speak into that a little bit, Kristen? Sure. Um, I think that a couple of things, I think that this, the concept of doing inner child work, so to speak, um, like, I think it's very therapy, um, terminology. Um, sometimes there are people, there are therapists that specialize specifically in this. Like it, it can be a whole area for sure. What I would say, I want to try to make it as simple as possible. I think that there's, um, some real power, like you were saying, like, this is a really interesting area for you. Like there's some real power in this. And I think a lot of that comes down to being able to, being able to acknowledge, um, look back with compassion and acknowledge what happened, you know, to you as a child and whatever you did to survive that situation as a child, you were a child and guess what? You survived, you know, um, I just was working, um, or, you know, in, in this past year or so with um, several clients of, of just a- acknowledging that piece, meaning um, there's reasons that we do the things that we do. We've learned to do the things we do to survive, you know, like blocking pain out, right? And avoidance of pain and things like that. And so much of that is because that was survival for what you were going through, the abuse that you were experiencing as a child. So to be able to go back and compassionately speak to yourself and say, it's okay. It's okay that you did that and you don't have to do that anymore. Now, that's big right there. It isn't necessarily that simple to just say that to yourself. Sometimes that is in a whole process of working with a therapist or in a healing group or in prayer or whatever that is to get to the point to be able to say that. So I'm not saying this is an overnight thing. Um, For some people, it may be a little simpler, but for a lot of people, that's going to be a process to do that. But it's really powerful to be able to actually connect with yourself in a compassionate way, because so many times when we have gone through abuse, we are very critical and full of shame toward ourselves and whatever our response was to that abuse, rather than being really compassionate, or we want to be compassionate and we don't toward ourselves. I'm talking about our inner child, ourselves. Um, we want to be compassionate, but we don't know how. There's like a disconnect there, or a dis, or a almost a hatred of self. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like this total resistance. And again, so much of that is is survival mode you know, and results of trauma. And so that's, um, but this can be worked through is what I would say. There's hope in all of this. 
Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And one of the things that we do at Trees of Hope is we ask participants to bring in a photo of themselves during the stage or the age that the person was during their sexual abuse. This is so therapeutic. I cannot tell you. It's like we we show it in our group. Yeah, and we, we go around the room and we kind of, you know, say what we wanted to or would have said to them, you know, if we were there and we were able to comfort them after it happened. I actually, somehow I ended up getting sick on this day where we were supposed to, well, somehow, I know. I got sick that day, so I didn't bring in the picture. And actually, I couldn't even find my picture. I couldn't find a picture of when I was a kid. I was so confused of when this time period happened, if I was a teenager, if I was, so I ended up finding like a picture of when I was like 12 years old. But the thing that stood out was I didn't have a whole bunch of pictures of me as a kid, like after this happened. And I don't know if maybe that was because there was, I don't know, like a lot of embarrassment and shame in my heart. And I just didn't even want pictures or whatever, but I definitely know I started to go through this very like I started dressing like a tomboy like I I wore huge shirts and big baggy pants like I always say I look like Kurt Cobain you know because I tried to be as boy as possible and it makes sense that I didn't have like a a bunch of pictures during this time period you know Um, but I think it's very therapeutic that Mm. even if you can't get into a group and you're listening to this podcast that you go take a look at the child of the time period, you know, if you have a picture, go take a look at that. And one of the things that we also do is we have a mirror and we stick on the mirror a bunch of IMs, some affirmations. And these again are from our book and in our curriculum. And we repeat them in the mirror while we're looking at the mirror. So one of the steps that we ask a person who's not able to go to our actual group and who does it online or does it in our, um, our, uh, virtual, virtual shelter is you take that picture and you say these IMs to that child. And it is very hard. I mean, I, I, I was like, Oh, I'll blow right through this. Like this is easy. And then it, it took me a minute. I was like, wow, this is impactful. And so maybe that's a suggestion for somebody who's listening. If you haven't started with this inner child or even considered doing it or thought about it, start there. Um, And if you want to know what those IMs are, you got to get our book and you can get that online at truthofhope.org forward slash store. Um, It's forward slash store. Store. Got it. Store, yeah. And the book is Shelter from the Storm. But I have five tips that might help somebody if they're wanting to know more about this inner child healing. Um, And feel free uh, to speak into any of these at any time. But the first one is uh, acknowledge your inner child. So this is a way of thinking about your childhood experiences. Um, Some of them were maybe positive. I know for me, I have a lot of positives that were with a lot of negative and some of those negatives obviously were my sexual abuse but other negatives were me being bullied at school by a group of girls that I went to school with pretty much my whole entire life and I 
in doing this inner work healing, I have written down how that affected me and how did it make me feel? And who did, you know, what shame did I feel from that? And how did it confuse me or make me stall me from not doing certain things that I wanted to do? And I know a lot of um, the girl that I was at the time, you know, was, I was very, I wasn't shy necessarily, but I would say that I refrained from putting myself out there, taking risks and, you know, making friends. And I became very guarded and wanted to look as like a tough girl. And because on the inside I was, I was hurting. So acknowledging that and acknowledging what you were feeling, it's very helpful. You have anything you want to add, Kristen? Just basically, yes, I totally agree with you there. And, you know, a couple of things I think on any of this is if you end up kind of going down this path a little bit or considering it and you end up finding it overwhelming, those are the times, please reach out. You know, and what I mean by that is to reach out to someone that you trust, that you feel safe with. You don't have to plow through this alone. Healing does not work that way. We don't plow through it. You know, take your time with it. Again, for some people, and this everyone's different. For some people, this is not necessarily going to be that triggering, but for some people, this could really be, you know, because there is a lot of intense emotions that can come up in doing this, um, which that's not a bad thing. But especially if you haven't felt For some of you, you know, you may be really shut down. You haven't felt in a long time. And this may bring up lots of emotions you don't know what to do with. So that's raise the, raise your hand, ask for help if you need it, you know, in doing this. But I think it's a, that's a beautiful idea. Yeah. I love that you said that. And I honestly wouldn't recommend doing a lot of these steps, pretty much all of them without guidance and help from a mental health counselor. Yeah. I mean, I have that in my life. And some of these things that I'm even pointing out here are things that I've done with a counselor that has pointed me to do them and has suggested them along the journey of many, many years. So definitely, definitely. Thank you for sharing that. Nicole, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but thank you for sharing that because I think it's so, so important to do these things with support because it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. And to remind you guys, please, if you are somebody who's listening and you're like, I would love to do this with a counselor, don't forget. And let's say you don't have money for a counselor. Please do not forget. There is some free, awesome resources out there, two that we have vetted and we adore these two companies um, is the Nancy J. Cotterman Center. They are not faith-based, but they are excellent. Um, And the victim services in Palm Beach, again, not faith-based, but, you know, excellent. And if you do have it in your budget, obviously Hope Christian Christian Center is who we work with. But at the same time, you may, um, you may not, I know not everybody has budgeted that, but if you are somebody who drinks Starbucks, and I hate when people point this out and say, maybe stop drinking Starbucks, maybe don't eat out, but I had to do that myself. And then I, it became a consistent budgeted item in my budget of counseling. And I realized, okay, so I didn't need that other thing that whatever it was, if it was, you know, more money in clothes, more money in entertainment, it was just a sacrifice. And then I realized, wow, I really, um, you know, I really benefited from the counseling over the clothes that I bought. 
and I'm sorry, I meant it was Hope Christian Counseling, not Center. I don't know why I said Center. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, like <laughs> that would have been impossible. Like, a huge company over here. <laughs> Which, by the way, you know, obviously Kristen is one of the counselors there, but she's a part of a group of a few counselors. So please utilize one of the services that we offer on our website and, um, you know, continue to listen to these podcasts. <laughs> uh, okay, so the next one is listen to your inner child. You may feel angry, insecure, rejected, shameful, abandoned. Now think of a situation where you felt similar as a child and ask yourself, what are some similarities? What are some of the things that I feel right now? So for example, I always feel, I've shared this before, I always feel scared or reluctant in, in meeting new, a new set of girls. It's... Um, it's typically when I meet a new set of girls that are invited by a friend. So like I'm saying uh, I have my best friend and, and she has, you know, a lot of different circles that she hangs out with and she'll always invite me into a, a group of friends. And I pretty much every time I'm like, I don't feel like going, I, I don't want to go, you know, but I force myself and it's, I feel scared. I feel like nervous about it. I have like, um, with anxiety before I get there. And it's because when I was growing up, a lot of times I had this one girlfriend who hung out with a lot of different friends that every time I would hang out with them, they always made me feel like the odd man out, like either making fun of me in some way, just being like cruel, mean girls. And so when I realized, okay, that's kind of like where that began, that's where that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? When you kind of like, you're anticipating yeah. something and you're like, what is it? Yeah, like reaction. Re yeah, it's like you're you're anticipating like how it's gonna turn out and you're you're thinking negative about it and you're like so you're reluctant to like even partake in the friendship because you're like it's gonna end up like this. Yeah, okay, so those things. Um but I guess once I realized where that was stemming from or the root of the issue, I was able to say to myself, okay, wait, hold on. These are totally different people, different set of different girls. You know, it may not turn out like that. It may turn out like that. So have a plan B if it does turn out like that, like excuse yourself or, you know, so I've been able to sort of give myself action steps that of what I could do in the face of me feeling this way. Well, and I think what you're talking about too, is you're telling yourself the truth. You're reminding yourself yes. of the reality that you're not in that situation. You're not a, a child anymore. And that is a really important part of the healing process that again, for some people may a little be a little bit simpler for other people. It's, it's hard, particularly if we're talking about trauma triggers. And what I mean by that is that things that are happening in the present that are really triggering back to old traumas. Those again are things that can be worked through and healed, but um, it's just not always a simple process. And you may have tried to reason through logically, like logically, I know, you know, I'm an adult, this, uh, you know, I'm in this situation, it's not the same as like being a middle schooler type thing, you know, where you're more vulnerable, you're a kid and, and you can't just like, I'm going to, I'm, gonna get in my car and I'm leaving you know you can't do that when you're a kid a lot of times you're where you're at period but the point is you may logically know 
you're not actually in that situation, but that may not change your feelings. And I think what you're talking about, Nicole, too, that's, that's helpful is that further down the line and processing this and kind of going through more healing, you are able to do that, to tell yourself what's actually true, to bring yourself back to the present moment. Because what you're talking about too, is that sometimes we're very much unconsciously triggered, like without even knowing back to old stuff that is not actually in the present, but by telling you're able to tell yourself what's actually true of the situation and you bring yourself back into the present and get yourself out of those old feelings that are not happening anymore. But yeah, it just old takes, patterns. Yeah. Yeah. It just takes some some time to get there to be able to do that. But but it's it's good to be able to do that. So what what would you suggest somebody to do in the way of, you know, if you're able to listen to your inner child, like what would you suggest somebody to do to understand where they Help were that? coming from during those times? Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, an exercise that I would say is, you know, what does that, if you were to identify that you are likely reacting to a current situation, um, like you would have, or you did when you were younger is to ask yourself, um, what does that part of me, that inner child part need to hear or know? Like what, if I'm responding in the same way, like for, like the example that you used, you know, it was, it's the kind of the fear of, of judgment, right. Or of not being liked or rejection or not fitting in or, or feeling the awkwardness. So what does that little you, what did that little you need to hear at the time? It's okay. You're okay. Even if people don't, you know, always respond well to you. It's still okay. You matter. You are loved. You are important. You have people that love you, you know, um, those kind of things. That's, that's probably what you needed to hear. Anything else you can think of? Yeah. I mean, my parents were very supportive when they were around, but I, I think like even acknowledging that I was feeling that way would have helped because they didn't ever take the time to ask me like, you know, like for instance, I would come home from school and I would slam my bag down and not want to talk, go in my room. Nobody ever took the time to go in and go, everything okay? Did something happen today? Um, you know, this is very unlike you. Are you feeling okay? It was basically like, you know, just let's, we're too busy, you know, we're doing this, blah, blah. So if I would have walked out and been like, you know, these girls were mean to me, I'm sure my dad, which he was very much like this, like, you know, you're a rock star. You don't need to worry about nobody. This is you, like, you're awesome. Like all these positive things. But I don't think anybody, I felt, I think maybe in that moment, I would have loved to have been pursued in my pain. You know, if somebody saw me hurting, sure. they, they would have come to my rescue. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so um, I know it's scary. I know it, I know it hurts. Are you hurting right now? Like, it's okay. I know you feel scared. I know you feel alone. I know you're uncomfortable or whatever. Those kind of things like um, giving you, giving you space to voice what you were feeling. So that's kind of what we're talking about here um, is giving yourself space to acknowledge what you were feeling and bringing comfort to that situation. It's okay. I know why you went and hid in the bathroom. Oh my gosh. How many of us in middle school 
or maybe even high school or maybe even elementary went and hid in the bathroom. I'm like, I was thinking to myself the other day, they should have a therapist in the bathroom at all these schools. Seriously, how many girls or even guys are right or going to hide in the bathroom stall? Because that's the only place they feel safe from whatever the heck is happening. It's just the saddest thing to me. But the point is in that, um, what did you need to hear in that moment? And so a lot of times our initial approach, especially when we're working through healing and maybe we're not too far along with it yet, can be very harsh and um, frustrated. Get up, it's okay, get over it, da, 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 that kind of thing. But I, w- I would ask you, if I were working with someone, I would ask you again, like, no, what did you need to hear at that time? I needed to hear it was okay. I needed someone to say it was okay to feel the way I was feeling. I needed someone to say it was, you know, I am valuable, all those kind of things. So that's what I would say. You know, go back and ask yourself, what did you need to hear at that time? You know, and that is acknowledging your inner child. That is bringing comfort to that inner child and providing what you probably didn't get. So many times the intervention doesn't happen when it needs to happen, which is why we carry these things with us a lot of times way longer then would be great. Then would be ideal. If intervention happens right when these things happen, oh my gosh, it's just a lot better, you know, because we're able to, it's addressed just like a break or an in physical injury when it's addressed properly, it can heal properly. Again, this doesn't mean though that it can't be healed 20, 30, 40, 50 years later. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's just, gosh, wouldn't it have been so much better to have been addressed when it was actually occurring. So. Totally. Yeah. Because it's like, I think about, you don't need to heal the inner child if you're dealing with it at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> because it's right. like, you wouldn't right. need to heal You are the this. child still. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, mean, oh, I hope for that. All my clients I work with, I think of that. You know, I work with adults and I just think like, oh my gosh, had we only have been able to intervene right at that moment, you know, because it just would have changed so much. That's why I think it's, um, it's just that slowing down, you know, if you are a parent, slow down with your kids, be present with your kids, you know, and that's, and if you have experienced abuse yourself, sometimes that's really hard. If you can't slow down for yourself, you're likely not going to slow down for your kids. Learn to slow down for yourself so that you can then be present for your kids too, because they need you. And that's why these things don't get addressed because it's like, I can't even go there. If you can't go there for yourself, a lot of times you can't go there for someone else properly, you know? So this is just like going through the healing process, doing things like this is just, is so powerful, not just for you, but also for those around you. Right. Good point. Thank you. Okay, so then the third one is write a letter to your inner child. Um, you know, I this is something that I have done, and again, this is something that we do in our group. It's it's not necessarily um, not everybody writes in their group to a child, but if you were sexually abused as a child, we tell you to write that child and to tell them what you would want them to hear at that time basically coming alongside them, comforting them, you know, asking them questions and how can I support you? And what can I do to, to stand with you? How can I pray for you? And, but also we, we just basically say like, go crazy, like write them whatever you want. And the things that I wrote, you know, were just like, it wasn't your fault. You know, you didn't do anything. You, you played with 
a bunch of other kids that didn't violate you. So you have to remember that this, it was this one kid, one person, it was his choices, not yours. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's really hard for a child to grasp. So as an adult, obviously I get that. So I'm, you know, outside looking in, but I wanted to just give that child so much support and to say, like, I'm your best buddy. Like you're going to turn into somebody so strong, somebody so bold. You're going to be so brave. Like you'll get through this. I promise. So what would you say about writing to an inner child? I think you covered it. Like, okay. I think, right. I think it gives that safe, that's a, it's a safe space to say whatever you need to say. And this again is one of those things that can be so hard. It, it, everyone's going to be different with us. You know, for some people yeah. it's like, Oh, I never thought of that. I'm doing it now. So yeah. Um, just, yeah. you know, get that support if you need it with this, but I think it's a beautiful idea. Okay. Then the next one is meditate meditation. I cannot say enough good things about meditation. It has been something I've incorporated in, my life for many years. Um, do I sit on my floor and like, huh? no, that is hard for me. I cannot be alone in my thoughts of just like, okay, well, what are we thinking about here today? Cause that's me. I want a plan. I want like goals, points, you know? So I highly recommend if you are a Christian or if you're into this, it's, um, guided prayers or guided meditation by an app called abide. If you've never heard of it, I highly recommend it. You can get it in the app store. There is a fee to it um, if you want the extended version of like five minutes, 10 minutes longer. But like, just for example, um, this whole week for some reason was about offenses, um, like being offended. And so the first one was about somebody offending me and me having to forgive them. Then the next day was about me offending somebody and, and, seeking the Lord on what did I do to offend them and how I can seek reconciliation. I cannot tell you how I was like boohooing on my walk as I was listening to this five minutes, quick five minutes, um, because I was thinking of all the people in my life, like as I was preparing for this and thinking about, you know, the content here is like, who did I, all those girls that bullied me growing up, you know, the, my offender, when I was sexually abused, have I offended? Have I forgiven him? Have I forgiven them? Have I forgiven those girls? Um, and these, even though these guided prayers can be very, they're topical, like, and you could apply them for, for you during the, for your life right now, but you could also think back on that child and utilize it for that as well. So it's something that I, I suggest and um, it could be very helpful. I think that's great. I, I think that's great. Yeah, I think that I am. And I think, again, too, by doing things like that, it's slowing ourselves down enough to reflect, which yes. I know is like we already talked about is it can be difficult. I want to mention just one other app, too. Um, yeah, it's called the pause app. What excuse me, it's called one minute pause better said. Um, this it's a really good app. It was put out by um, a Christian psychologist, uh, John Eldridge who wrote yes. wild at heart and captivating and some, a lot of other books, but anyways, so the one, one minute pause and um, it's similar kind of thing. A lot of it is just um, you complete enough of the one minutes, then you go to the five minutes opens up, then the 
sorry, one minute, three minute, five minute, 10 minute. So you just complete enough of them and it opens up. And so a lot of it's just like helping you turn everything over to the Lord. So I don't think the topics change in this one like that. I really like what you're talking about with abide where there's different topics every week. And this one, it's pretty similar, but it's just giving you space to like take everything and give it, give it over to the Lord too. So um, check it, you know, whatever works for you, but yeah, it's a, it's a really cool app too. Well done. Love that. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. What is the name of it again? Uh, let me pull it back up. It is One Minute Pause. And literally, it looks like, a, um, if I can show you guys, it looks like a pause sign. Very clever marketing. You need to remember, right? One Minute Pause. So, yeah, it's really cool. So, actually... Before we jump on to the next one, Kristen, I'm noticing that um, this is going to turn into a three-part series because this whole inner child work, I think we, I think we don't, I think we should just leave it here. I have one more point to make, and I think we have a couple more uh, reflections to give, but let's actually separate the other stages that we were going to talk about today into the next episode. So we are now making this a three-part series. So next week we will be talking about uh, trusting oneself, anger, disclosures and confrontations, and then last re- resolution and moving on. So don't miss that episode. That's episode 37. Yep. So uh, to close our last point, which is uh, the next one is try journaling as your inner child. Now, this one for me has been hard. Um, I will say, you know, this is probably going to be if you're not able to to do the other steps because it's um, difficult or it's it's emotional. This one will probably add to that. So take your time with it. This may be down the road, but it is something that if you can do, it's really impactful because it makes you think it puts you back in that time yeah. of what you were feeling and what you would have said maybe to that person who violated you or what you could have said to your co-perpetrators, like your mom or your dad who weren't there and didn't protect you or whatever the case is, you know, that's my story. So I don't, you know, know if you relate to that, but it's, it's getting back there and being able to put yourself in that place. And again, using that picture that we talked about and speaking on behalf of that child in that moment, is that that's a difficult one, right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I really I think it is. And just like we've said all along, take my our encouragement. I, yeah, not just mine. Our encouragement is take your time, make sure you have support, be kind and compassionate to yourself. That may be really new for you to even think of that, but be kind and compassionate. This is a process and it can be really really heavy. That's okay. Take your time. If that sounds overwhelming and you're not ready, you're not ready then. That's okay. That is okay. You will not, I'm telling you, you will not speed up your healing by pushing yourself to do something you're not ready to do. That is Mm -hmm. that not when we're talking about emotional things, you know? Right. Even when we're talking about physical things, right? You know that too. If you're not ready to run, if you haven't run one mile, you probably shouldn't go to, I'm going to do 20 miles this weekend then. Like you have to register for a marathon. Yeah. Right. And that's okay. Right. If you're going to work up to that. But the point of that is, is like, you don't jump from like, never, never to like, I'm doing it all this weekend type thing, you know, one step at a time. 
because otherwise you can injure yourself. That's actually a really good comparison. I think if I do say so, yeah, think about it, think about it as someone, yeah. right. Cause I know you like, do you run or do you bike or do you both or what do you do? I'm a runner. Yeah. I've run five you marathons. Know. So yeah, I get it. No, I get it. You do not run a marathon without very specific training, even if it's, um, uh, space and time but also you don't add anything more than one mile more than the last mile most miles you did right so there we go each week is what i'm saying yeah you it's a very calculated thing and it's actually it's a great comparison because i right now if i wanted to i could go run five miles bang it out no problem but you know what my body will be in so much pain tomorrow I'll, I'll be, you know, limping, not limping, but I mean, I'll be sore. Sure. But if I went and ran a marathon, it would probably take me like seven hours to do something I could do normally in like two, I mean, like, sorry, four hours. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, you've got to, you have to, I'm, I'm years in, I don't even know what it is now anymore, but I think I started this process at 30. I can't even remember when I started at Trees of Hope. It was 2014, whatever that makes me, but I've been doing this for years. You've, you've been a counselor for years. We didn't just show up today and go, cool. Like we're going to work on the inner child. And here we go. Like we decided this is a path. This is a journey that we're on and we're gonna, you know, it's a lifelong journey. And this is, this may be information that you just store in the back of your mind and go, I'll deal with that later. Yeah. Yep. 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 And that's okay. That is totally cool. Don't think less of yourself. Think that you're weak. Think that, you know, you're not, Mm -mm. you know, ready, like emotionally that you're over emotional or whatever. That's not the case at all. Well, because I think part of healing too is honoring where you were at, because when you went through the abuse you went through, you were not being honored. You should have been, you are made in the image of God. You deserve honor, but you were not being honored. Your feelings weren't being honored. Your wishes, your desires, your hopes, all those things were not being honored. Part of your healing is honoring truly where you're at and listening to yourself and acknowledging when you're not ready for something and having a voice and so forth. Okay, cool. So that was our last point. Thank you, Kristen. I thought that was really awesome. Um, I'll just make one, two recommendations, actually. We have at Trees of Hope, we occasionally offer, so it's not set in stone. I don't have a schedule or anything like that. But on occasion, the founder of Trees of Hope hosts um, these groups called Restore. Um, Since COVID, unfortunately, they've been put on hold, but in years past, we've done large groups and then done breakout sessions. And that was really cool. Uh, but the book you could do on your own. And I know that they offer a virtual journey, uh, like an online journey that is pre-recorded videos of the um, mental health counselor who wrote the book, Dominic Herbert. He's the one who goes through it. It's called uh, Restoring Relationships. It's a book I highly recommend. It is, it is for somebody who is ready to go to a very deep level. If you're not there, I would forego that. Don't, don't even look into it. But another book that I would recommend for people that's not very specific on this inner child, but it does talk about dysfunctional families, the false beliefs that we believe about ourselves. And it briefly goes over inner child is the search for significance. It is 
the best book I've ever read in the history of my life. Yeah. Also a little complicated, but only complicated about spiritual things, not about your own self. Like it's, it's complicated in the way of understanding God's like unshakable grace and love for you. Amen. So great book. That's yeah. It's a great book. So um, check those out and that's it. We will see you next time on episode 37, where we will go over the rest of our stages of healing. Bye, Kristen. Bye, guys. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. Maybe even consider rating the podcast or share it with one of your friends. It really makes all the difference. For more content from Trees of Hope and to connect with us, go to treesofhope.org. We love you. Bye.